You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If you'll notice, the disciples were not only listening to the sayings, the teachings of their Lord or Jesus, but they were also paying attention to people. So seemingly they, they, they were listening to the word and listening and watching folk to the point to where they they felt like they they needed to ask Jesus a question to see if he was doing likewise or what they were doing came to him did you know the Pharisees were offended by this or your sayings. They heard your teaching. They, they heard what you had to say and it offended them. And understand this, the Pharisees were, were very prominent people. They were people that in our day and times uh, would have been considered the upper class. At least the majority of them. They were Religious, political, and were heavily involved in, in social activities and, and so forth. And, and they were the type of people they wanted everybody to know who they were. You know you done met folk like that. They just want you to know who they are. If they got particular things, they want you to know, yeah, that's, that's, that's me right there. And they got angry, upset because of the teachings of Jesus. Now, I'm not going to go to passages that I'm, I'm about to mention, but I need you to understand that they started out being offended or displeased with what Jesus was teaching or saying. But it continued to escalate because they finally got to the point to where it, they were not just mad. They wanted Jesus dead. That's how they got connected with Judas. 
who eventually helped them follow out their particular plan. And they were offended or mad simply because of what he was teaching and his lifestyle. They, they didn't like it. Now, you know we, we are Christ-like. We are called Christian. Just because you are Christian, you must understand there are going to be some folk that do not like you just because of that. Some of the things you believe they are going to be offended by. You hear me? So, so you have to look beyond the text and understand they were offended by Christ. And because we are Christians, people are going to be offended by certain things we, we say. Yeah. You have to be prepared for that. Let me just go ahead and just say it another way. Everybody is not going to like you. And don't you get to feeling bad because everybody's not going to like you. It don't matter what you do, it, folk, some folk just not going to like you. And, and uh, if they didn't like Jesus, who was a perfect man, just trying to help folk do right, you got to always keep that in mind. They're not going to like you if you're trying to walk in his, his steps. But they were offended. Let me show you something. Go with me to the book of, uh, well, same book, Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to start at verse 4. Matthew 11, I'm going to start at verse 4. I'm going to start there simply because of, for clarity's sake. Ready? Matthew 11 and 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Verse 6 is what I want you to receive based upon the, the teaching. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. The Pharisees were blessed, but their blessings were not of God because of them being offended by Jesus. See, if you are offended by the teaching, you, you will never receive the blessings of God. Now, you can get blessings. They just won't be the blessings of God. And there's a distinction between God's blessings and other folks' blessing. Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. 
And he adds. No sorrow to it. No sorrow is going to be added to the blessings of the Lord. So, so never think that a person can't be blessed uh, if they are not following Jesus. They can be blessed. It just won't be God's blessings. Some, some blessings cause you to be angry, mean, hateful, and so forth. Folk can seemingly have everything but still be mad at you about little or nothing. Bottom line, you can't truly find happiness in other folks' blessings. But when God blesses you, I'm going to quote it again, Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessings of the Lord makes one, and he adds, he'll bless you and you'll be happy. And folk won't understand that. But the Pharisees were not blessed of God because they were offended by Jesus. How many can see that before I go any further? And I love the fact that when the disciples asked him, did you know they, they were offended by you? Did, did you know they were offended? Did you know that? Jesus never did get on the conversation or get involved in the conversation the way their flesh wanted him to. See, certain things you don't need to waste your time with. Some folks will, will ask you something just to get you to say what they really want you to say. Try to pick your mind. But Jesus turned around and basically gave them word. I love that. When, when folk would try to get him on their level, he would stick to the word. The best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of word of God. I better say that one more time. The best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will or word of God. And, and so he puts the word on them by giving them two, two sayings. That reveal truth. Truth will make you free. He wanted them to be free. From their nosiness. From their wandering eyes and ears. When they should be focused on the word. 
You'll miss something try, trying to hear the word and trying to look over here and look over there and hear what somebody is saying. You could miss your ring. You'll be like, what the pastor say? You weren't paying attention. Well, such and such were talking. I was just trying to, yeah, you were trying to listen to her and the pastor. He wanted to get them to the point to where they stayed focused. And Sanks said, well, you have to stay focused. Because if you get overly concerned about what's going on over there, you will miss what God is trying to do for you right here. And so, again, he, he answers them with, with two truths. And you have to remember, when, when the Lord does things in two, it represents testimony and witness. Why, would, why, why do we need to know that? Because he was going to give them truth that they would later be able to to use as his witnesses. And of course, we see here in Matthew, he did. He held on to the truth that Jesus revealed to him. But they would also have a testimony. A testimony in that they could elaborate just like I'm elaborating. That you never try to do two or three things when God is sending forth his word. You stay focused. I said you stay focused. And so notice again here what, what he tells them in response to their, their question. Very powerful. He says every plant Plant, figuratively speaking, represents a person. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Now, if you compare that to landscaping in, in our day and time, he will basically saying. To them that the Pharisees were weeds. You got your flowers growing and you see a weed in the midst. You uprooted. Why? You don't want the weed messing up your flower bed. It's not a flower and a weed bed. It's a flower bed. But this is what you have to do. You, you have to be careful because you can uproot a weed and then two weeks later you'll see another one trying to come up. You have to constantly, you have to constantly watch out for weeds. Every plant, and a weed is simply 
just a wild plant. That's what it is. It's a wild plant. But this is the thing. That is unwanted. It's a wild plant that is unwanted. You don't want it there. You'll spend money just to kill a weed. You get some Roundup or you get some, something else just to get rid of that weed. You will have somebody come out to spray your yard just to get rid of weeds. Every plant that the Heavenly Father didn't plant going to be uprooted. When, when, when a plant is planted on purpose, what do you want? You want that plant to grow. You want that plant to come to full maturity. You want it to fulfill purpose. You want that plant to, to shine. And see, that's what God does. When he plants you, he intends for you to grow or get mature and for you to walk in your purpose. And he was letting disciples know, you, you, you need to understand if they are not of God, they're going to be uprooted. But the implication also that he wanted them to understand if God is planning you he don't want you around things or people that are unwanted. God loves everybody, yeah, but everybody don't love him. I said God loves everybody, but everybody. And, and, and some folk, you, you have to cut loose because if you don't you'll mess up yourself you know we can take over a flower bed take over the space that, that the flower bed that a flower had, a flower can be next door to a weed, and eventually that weed will overpower that flower. You got to get rid of the weed. And believe it or not, there are some folk that if you keep hanging with them, they're going to have you doing what you said you never would do. I know people that are not walking in their purpose simply because they will not cut off the person or persons they need to in order to get back in their proper place so God can use them. Ooh, Lord have mercy. That's holiness teaching right there. Why you ain't in the choir no more? Well, because I chose to do such and such. Well, you need to hurry up and cut that loose. So you can get back in the place that God has ordained for you to be. 
Because the worst place to be is out of his will. If God has, has chosen you to do this, but people have pulled you out of it, what's going to happen when he comes back for you? Can he say to you, well, you've been faithful over what I told you to do? He can't say that. Why? You ain't doing it. Y'all all right? Say to your neighbor, remember the message? Stay out the ditch. I got to show you some things. Go with me uh, to the book of 1 Kings. Y'all stay with me. Now remember, they were, they were offended by the teachings of, of Jesus. I'm Christ-like. I hope y'all ain't getting offended by my teaching now. If you are, I understand. But I'm just, I'm just saying First Kings 14. Lord have mercy. You were there? First Kings, the 14th chapter. Notice verse 15. And then and for the Lord will strike Israel as a reed. Is shaken in the water. He will uproot Israel. That is his children. From this good land. Which he gave to their fathers. And will scatter them beyond the river. Because they have made their wooden images. Provoking the Lord to anger. Now notice he going to uproot his own people because they have been hanging with the wrong folk. How did they find out about worshiping wooden images? Hanging with the wrong folk. God didn't teach him that. And, and so... He, he going to cause, well, at the time, he caused his children to actually receive what the people of the land who were idol worshipers received. They were uprooted. Confirming what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew. Every plant. That my father, my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. God didn't tell them to worship no wooden images. They did it. See, we have to be led by God. For as many are, are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
The Holy Spirit, according to John 16 and 13, will guide you in how much truth? Let's go to Proverbs 2. Y'all stay with me. Proverbs 2. Ready? Notice verse 22. Proverbs 2 and 22. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth. And the unfaithful. Simple definition of unfaithful. Not living a just life. The just shall live by if I'm not living a just life, I'm unfaithful. What, is it, what does it mean for the just to live a faithful life? Faith comes by and hearing by what? If I'm living a just life, I'm hearing the word and I'm applying it to my thoughts, my words, and my deeds. That's what I'm doing. But notice again what he says in the latter part here of Proverbs 2 and 22. And the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Say to your neighbor, I don't want that. And just be point blank asking them, do you? I don't want God to cut me off. To cut me off. But then Jesus back at back in Matthew, he goes further by telling them in verse 14, Matthew 15 and 14, notice. Let them alone. Let them alone. Let them alone. Stop paying attention to them. Quit listening to me and them at the same time. Leave them alone. Now this is, this is the one that came to save everybody telling his disciples to leave some folk alone. Lord, you don't want us to tell them about you so they can be saved. Leave them alone. That, that, there are some folks you have witnessed to so much to where you ought to know by now that they, they know it. So I'm just going to leave them. See, Jesus thing, they were right here hearing the word, what I taught them, and it offended them. Leave them alone. What else are I saying? 
Because, see, you, you got to remember uh, that the ones he, he was talking to, like the Pharisees, they were Jewish. So, some of the folk he may have been telling them to leave alone were they kinfolk. You, you see how something just went all over the sanctuary. <laughs> I, I, have, I have learned that, that folk that are sure enough mess you up sometime are folk you can too. I rent houses, and I, 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 have, I have learned that some folks you can't rent your house to a kindergarten. They be late, don't want to pay the late payment. <laughs> Come on, cuz. No, this ain't no cuz. <laughs> Say no curse. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. We can't. And, and see, some of us ha have in us blood is thicker than what? I'm going to tell you what I got in me. I ain't going to hell for nobody. You hear me? Now, now, don't misunderstand me. I treat my family good. Treat them right. Try to help my family. But now, I'm not going to hell for my family. And, and if I help my family, but they keep getting in the same mess, I'm cutting them loose. Have you got to that place? You got to get to that place even with your church family. Yeah, you got, you got to get to the point, place to where you cannot allow anything or anybody to hinder you from doing the will of God. Man, Joshua got to that place. It was just amazing. Joshua got to that place and, and folk had been used to Moses just, just trying to get them out of this, that, and the other. But then Joshua stood up one day. Talking to his family. He said, look. He said, if uh, some of y'all want to go back and serve them gods that y'all serve on the other side, go ahead. He said, but as for me, and notice how specific he got, and my house. Because all of them was his kinfolk. He said, but as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. He gave them a choice. He wasn't going to try to force them to do anything. He, he just wanted them to get to the point to where they would make up their minds so they wouldn't be playing. One of the worst things to do is play church. 
We don't want to play church. We want to be real in what we, we do. Am I telling you to be perfect? You can't be perfect. But don't clap trying to be pretty. Clap because you really love him. Don't pray just to be heard. Pray because you really want to talk to him and you want him to hear what you have to say and to answer you. Look at somebody and say, just be real. See, see, a real prayer with me is when I know I done messed up and I go before God, hey, Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Lord, I messed up. I got mad. I didn't cuss nobody out, Lord. I, I, I didn't cuss nobody out. But I said something. And I said it in a way. I shouldn't have said it. I need you to forgive me. Just be real. Don't be coming for Lord, I come before you on bending knees. No, just, just, just come out of your... Your heart will send spirit. Be real. Even a sinner can be real according to scripture. There was a Pharisee praying and there was a publican praying. And Jesus, Jesus was watching. And so the Pharisees, was, his prayer was, Lord, I thank you that I ain't like him. You know I fast. I do this, that, and the other. But the publican just hit his chest. Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Just be real. Just be real. That's bottom line. Just be real. If you're not there, don't try to act like you are. Just be real. How many, how many are with me so far? But certain folks, you just have to leave alone. And then he goes on and he explains to them why they need to leave them alone. Now, now this is very powerful. Very powerful. They are blind leaders of the blind. Leave them alone because they're, they're blind. And of course, he, he was not talking literal. No. He was not talking that, that they were literally blind. But they were blind in the sense to where they didn't recognize or acknowledge God's will. In the manner that they should. They knew the Bible. The Pharisees and Sadducees could stand flat foot. And certain things they couldn't quote from the scripture. They were standing whole. Get this. In the marketplace. And read it. And folk would come up to them. 
and ask them specific questions about the Bible. And they would give them their answer. But Jesus called them blind even though they knew scripture. But see, the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees primarily was the anointing and the realness of his teaching. The people responded in reference to Jesus' teaching versus the Pharisees' teaching. They said in the temple one day, when, when Jesus had got through reading and teaching, he said, you know what? He don't teach like them, them Pharisees. He, he don't do that. They recognized that there was a difference. That difference is the anointing. How do we know that? Luke 4 and 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Anointed me to preach or to teach the gospel. That's the difference. The, the anointing point blank makes the difference. You got to study, but, but still the anointing makes the difference. You got to know the written word, but the anointing makes the difference. Because the anointing is not stuck on the ladder. The anointing will bring forth the revelation. And the revelation that Jesus brought forth that was bigger than the text is something that the Pharisees would not do. Pharisees were people that, that would take the scripture and use it to their own advantage. They would want the scripture to show who they were instead of revealing God's will and purpose for the lives of people. Are you understanding? So he tells them, leave them alone. They're blind leaders. But Lord, they're prominent. They're blind. Lord, they're educated. They're blind. Even though they were well-to-do, educated, had high positions in society, he called them blind. Y'all holding on? It doesn't matter if you're high or low, you can be blind. Just in the scripture, he was talking about prominent folk. But he could have turned around and used other folk. If you're blind, so don't think if folk are educated, they're blind. No, it's some saved and sanctified educated folk. You hear me? There are a lot of educators in here that are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. But whenever you get to the point to where you become more important than God, you blind. Whenever you get to the point to where you rather do for yourself more than do for God, you are blind. Whenever you start putting something or somebody before the Holy One, you are blind. That's what it means to be blind. When you get into yourself and not God. Because the only way we can't be blind 
is by doing what the Bible says. Putting God first. Even Paul, who was a former Pharisee, understood. That's the reason in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, this is what he said to the church. He said, look, I I just need y'all to follow me as I follow Jesus. That's all I need you to do. I'm going to be following Jesus. and, And as I follow Jesus, I just need you to follow me. But if you'll notice in the text, when Jesus talks about the Pharisees being blind, leaders of the blind, who they following? Nobody. You got to see the key here. He was letting the disciples know that the Pharisees do. The Pharisees are not following anybody. Reading the Bible in public. Talking about the script. But they're not following anybody. It don't even look like that. Some of us. We used to be in church before we got saved, but you weren't following nobody. You go to church when you got ready to go to church. You get high on Saturday night and you come in the church. Done half bathed. Half brush your teeth. That look and that dope still in your skin. Oh, some of y'all trying to act you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And you be right up there in the choir like you holding. Who were you following? Yourself. Your flesh. Look at the text. I'm, I'm contextual. You got to stay with me. They be blind leaders of the blind. They ain't following nobody. You don't follow no preacher who ain't following Jesus. That go for me or any other preacher in this, in this church, any other preacher in this world. You always make sure the preacher is following Jesus. If you ever get to the point where you do what preachers, preach, some preachers say, look, you just do what I say and don't worry about what I do. That ain't Bible. You follow the preacher as the preacher follows Jesus. How many understand? This is very, very important because you'll miss the text. Because see, they knew that Peter and them knew, the disciples that came to Jesus knew that the Pharisees came out of the scripture. They taught the scripture. But even though they taught the scripture, They were not being led by God. You have preachers that teach the scripture. But are not led by God. That's the. Mrs. Alvin didn't have no idea what I was going to teach this morning. But she said basically the same thing. You got to be led by God. If not, you're not a son or daughter of God. And notice what he says. And if the blind lead the blind, all of them, every one of them, 
ate it for the ditch. Theologically speaking, the ditch is a place that's not in the will of God. Quoting what Moses said, but going in the ditch. Raring back, saying what David said in Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together and you, but going in a ditch. Why? Quoting the scripture but not following Jesus. They're going to fall into a ditch because they're blind. As I get ready to close, this is something you need to understand about blind the root meaning of blind is confusion that's the root meaning that's where blind came from confusion first corinthians 14 and 33 says this right here god is not the author of confusion he don't start confusion he don't start it. So if God don't start confusion and the Pharisees were blind, who started? They did. They did. You know, we try to blame everything on the devil, but something folk do just because they're going to end up where the devil is because they're selfish just like him. He ain't no author of confusion. You know, pastor over there talking about he going to Africa and he doing this, that, and the other. He want us to follow him. He say he got some Kool-Aid waiting on us. <laughs> pastor can go to Africa by himself. <laughs> I mean, I understand it. You got to make sure when you follow your pastor that your pastor is following Jesus. How are we going to know? It's easy to know if you have the Holy Spirit. Sp the Spirit of God bears witness with children of God. The Spirit can even reveal to me what level of maturity you're on. And instead of me criticizing you, I'll, ju I'll just understand, well, the reason she's not grasping it the way she needs to, she's still a babe. The reason he's not doing such, he's still a babe. But when you, you don't have the spirit and you, you don't allow this earning to come forth, you'll be totally confused. And God is not the author of? They're going to fall into what? Let me close. Go with me to the book of Psalms 7. I'm closing with this. Y'all got it, right? How many appreciate the word? Let's give him a hand before we go to Psalm 7. Woo, Jesus. This is very powerful right here. 
Psalm 7, you there? I'll give you a little more time. The biggest book in the Bible, Psalm. You just keep turning a little bit, you're running to that biggest book of the Bible. Psalm 7, we'll start at verse 14. Behold, a look. The wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. A nice meaning for lies. I mean, a nice word for lies. Verse 15. He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch. Help me. And that's what happens to blind leaders. They're digging their own ditch. And some folk, no matter how blind, they can know somebody blind, but they're still going to be right, right behind that person. I know he ain't right, but Yeah, I know he he don't he don't eat uh, he, but what you, and 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 that's in every aspect of society. A woman can know she's following a blind man. Yeah, what she'll keep. Know your children doing the wrong thing, but you keep supporting them. They dig their own ditch. Get this. It's, it's their ditch. But because they got a line of folk following them, all of them go in there. Say to your neighbor, stay out. Stay out. The ditch. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.